Hello, everybody. Sometimes they let us out of the studio and we make a little trouble for ourselves. So what did we do? We headed straight to Nashville, Tennessee, home of Tootsie's Orchid Lounge, the Grand Old Opry, and this year at least, the Governor's Conference on Tourism and Hospitality. Um, we just talked with so many people. I think the grand total was 21 interviews in a span of 48 hours. It was a lot of talking. It was... Uh, we just got to meet so many incredible folks with such a passion for what they are doing from all across the state of Tennessee, and we just appreciate everybody. So we thought we'd kick it off right. We had a, a just an incredible conversation with Commissioner or Tennessee Tourism Commissioner Mark Azell, who is a man on a mission. So without further ado, welcome to Best Behavior Creative Club. Hello, everybody out there. This is Chris McAdoo. I'm Brad Carpenter. And this is Best Behavior Creative Club, a design sensory original podcast. Uh, and we are live from the Governor's Conference on Tourism and Hospitality. And I'm super stoked and honored to have Mark Izell with us. Mark? It's me that's excited to be here. Uh, this is my first conference, and I'm just so pleased to get to be with the industry. They do such an amazing job. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. Well, uh, Mark is the commissioner. Well, I guess tell them, uh, tell the good folks about uh, what it, yeah, what your position is and what brought you here. Sure. Well, I I came here because um, someone that I believe in decided to run for governor, and and he's a, a longtime friend and a business uh, partner, and so when Governor Lee uh, won in a pretty amazing race, mm -hmm. um, he's a remarkable man, and. It's his mission and calling to serve the people of Tennessee. And he came back and asked me because of my background in branding and marketing. And I had retired from the dairy business, which I had been in. Oh. Uh, he asked me to come and join him and help in tourism. He did so because he really wanted to make sure that he could be close to the tourism industry. It's our second leading industry. And the governor knew the, the power of the dollars and the visitation and the branding that our state does and wanted me to, to come in and help work alongside a great team and to uh, keep him informed and make sure he stayed involved with tourism. I love it. Well, I, I, I do want to dig into your uh, your history a little bit there. So you had retired from the dairy industry with a marketing background? I, I did have some branding and marketing background. Um, a couple of things. Our family business was a company called Purity Dairies here in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. And we were fortunate enough over the 30 or 40 years to grow to a top five market share of all the dairies in the entire nation. Wow. And so, uh, in fact, we, we uh, a few years ago won the top brand of Nashville uh, by the uh, Association of Advertising here in Nashville. So, gotten to have a lot of branding and marketing, got to start a number of nonprofits, one with Michael W. Smith that some people know called Rocket Town. Mm -hmm. And then uh, before that, one of my claims to fame was I got to help be the chairman of the board that started the uh, Milk, uh, Milk Mustache Got Milk campaign in the uh, 90s. And so that was really a lot of fun for me to get to be a part of. Was you just casually dropped that. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it worked out well. It was, it was really fun. Uh, it's and it's fun when you have a $100 million yeah. ad budget. Yeah. Uh, but the agency had a great set of ideas. We chose them because yeah. they, they understood our industry and had no idea that campaign would last 19 years and be the, the right. iconic success that it was. 
that is incredible. <laughs> so that's okay. That's awesome. That's yeah. a pedigree to kind of come to this, you know, to come here and to help, like you say, be a part of a team that's going to lead Tennessee. Oh my goodness! Right? Yes, and a I, talented team. I love it. I think you are going to be able to speak to this in an incredible way. A lot of the folks that we've spoke that we've talked with today and yesterday have seen this incredible overlap with the soft side of things, what you would call tourism, lifestyle, all of that, right. with economic development. Right. So I want you to speak very specifically about what does it mean to have a great tourism, you know, tourism, hospitality, all that, but what, is it, what does it mean to have a great place to live, to work, to visit, um, for companies that want to come in, for people that want to move here, for people that want to live here and make their life? Well, it means so much. And again, my perspective is new. I didn't really think about it as a milkman. I would have said, tourism, <laughs> that's, that's nice. But to start realizing all the ways that tourism blesses the residents, first I would say is absolutely the tax revenue that the industry brings in every year that benefits not the tourist, but the residents who live in those cities and states and mm -hmm. counties. And so seeing what they're doing on the revenue side, but then what, what, are, what do my wife and I want to do for our children? Where can we take them to, an, to a place that's a, a great place for them to enjoy? How do we have outdoor fun? How do we, what restaurants do we want to go to? All those things are being created because the tourism and travel industry are driving quality uh, improvements. And, and certainly Tennessee's got great products that allow them to have great brands. And that blesses all the folks who live in Tennessee. I absolutely love it. So Tennessee is, uh, it's a wide state. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so how, from, from, from the, where you guys are looking to manage, um, you know, West Tennessee, Middle and East with such a diverse uh, group of cultures and things to do and, and all of that, how do you learn to speak with a unified voice? Well, and it's tricky. Um, and I'm, as a brander coming in, yeah. uh, learning how do we bring, I, I think what's important is we've already got some amazing brands in this state. Uh, when you've got the Smokies and the Mississippi River, yeah. when you've got 50,000 miles of streams and 500,000 acres of lakes, and you have Music City, and you have Dolly, Elvis, and Jack, we've got brands that are iconic that literally not only in the United States but even in the international trade are name recognizable. So how does the state come alongside all of those unique brands and cultures and have an overbrand? And that's why the soundtrack of America made in Tennessee, when I came in, got to see the power of how good that is. When we are in we're with the home of seven music genres in our state, <laughs> yeah. it's that differentiating way we can separate ourselves from from the other states that are surrounding us. So, so it was a great branding or an overbranding to collectively bring all of our state, which emphasizes music, but then also to be able to emphasize the pillars around outdoor, family sure. fun, history. We, we got civil rights trails and civil war trails. We got discovery trails. We got outdoor adventure trails. So, so many different things that on their own brands are important. And then it's our job to work with our partners and make that a collective choice so when people want to come to Tennessee they got a lot of options that's for, I mean just the, the just the diversity of literally things to do it's it's amazing and again I get to come in from the outside and I don't have a bias 
and to see just a the man. remarkable <laughs> product line that the state of Tennessee, and that's why we've made it now our long-term goal is to really become the best non-beach tourism state in America. Okay. Because we believe, okay, we don't have a beach, but when you take away the beach aspect for tourists, Tennessee's got as many assets uh, and, and there are a variety of assets, whether it's music or outdoors or all the different options we've got. It's really a convincing story for a visitor to come and have a lot of different ways they can enjoy our state. Well, what do you see, and I think this doesn't just apply to Tennessee, but you know, it, it could apply anywhere. What do you see as some of the challenges right now for communicating right? those things to do or the why to visit or why to live here or why to stay here that, that maybe everybody is facing? Yeah, well, I think certainly um, even as a newcomer I can see that the the technology uh, solutions for the consumer that has moved to a phone that is so mobile in the way that they want to do their decision-making and choices Uh, and so keeping up with that consumer in a field where they might decide tomorrow to take a trip the next day to come and see us. So how do we talk to those through all the various technology offerings is, is, a, is a big challenge for us. Most of that's about money. And so mm-hmm. how do we make sure that we are getting a proper budget to spend alongside our partners? The great news about Tennessee is our partners are really reinvesting. And you've got not just the Dollywoods and the Ryman, Ryman properties and, the, and the, um, uh, the Graceland properties, but so many across the state, including our major cities, that have spent money, reinvested, the hotel motel tax is funding them, and their budgets over the last six years are up 50 and 60 and 70 percent, hmm. which is allowing them to tell the stories. Our job is to help tell the story of Tennessee. What's great is it's a fantastic story. And so it just takes money to do that uh, most effectively. And so having to choose which markets, what we found, and we've got Ken Burns coming, you know, this Mm -hmm. year, which we'll talk about in a second if you want to. Absolutely. But it's absolutely how do we get our messages out to as many markets as possible? That usually comes back to the amount of money you have to spend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell me a little bit about... Actually, before we get in, because I do want to talk about the the Ken Burns, talking about different ways to tell that story, right? So not just about ad placement, that kind of a thing, but what are the things that you're doing to engage? Oh, there's so many. Uh, (laughs) You know, our our TennesseeVacation.com website is best in class. Um, A number of our... Uh, creative uh, pieces that the agency has worked with us Uh, even the kid reviewed program that just finished the creation of a laugh tracker that actually tracks the number of laughs per child that allowed us to do a kid reviewed program or the colorblind viewfinders you know we're the first state in the nation to allow the beautiful Smoky Mountains and all the scenic beauty that we have to be seen through these color viewfinder lenses, the colorblind viewfinder lenses that allow someone that's colorblind to be able to see those in color. And so when we've done those things, literally we've had hundreds of millions of impressions are created about the uniqueness of what we're trying to do. So that's a key part of it. And then the other piece is when you've got stars like The Roots and Garth Brooks Mm -hmm. and Kelsey Ballerini and you take that and you create new ways where you're talking to people, whether it's uh, through look-through screens in Chicago <laughs> or in London to help the, the new BA flight come to Nashville. All of those are 
when you've got star power and unique ideas, you can really get a lot of impressions done. And that's one of the things we work pretty hard at. That's incredible. So both t telling a story and becoming a part of it and inviting Absolutely. and inviting folks to become a part of that yes. story. Yes. Right? And we got when you got Dolly Parton helping to you tell your story, <laughs> you know it doesn't get any <laughs> better is, than this. That is a good arrow to have in That's the quiver. Yes. And she's you know, she's phenomenal. Not just a star, but someone who cares deeply about Tennessee and and other people. And so that's the kind of star we can rally around. That's great. Well, tell us, speaking of, of stars and star power and storytelling, tell us a little bit about the upcoming, the Ken Burns um, documentary. Oh, my goodness. Ken Burns, such a gift to the state of Tennessee. It's the second time that Ken Burns, and you know, he's, he's America's greatest historian or documentarian. Yep. Um, all of his films have had in first run-throughs at least 30 million people watch his films. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because he's so thorough to think that he started on this project eight years ago, interviewed 100 people, 50, over 50 Country Music Hall of Fame musicians. 20 of those have passed away now wow. since his project started. And so the depth that he does of the thousands, of, the hundreds of thousands of photos that go through and the, and the hours, when he tells stories, he's so detailed in his description of what's going on in the industry, but then it's the stories that really make Ken Burns so fascinating. So we're expecting it's on September 15th, PBS mm. debuts. Yeah, it's close. We're expecting over 40 million people will watch just the first run. Wow. And tell us the, actually tell us the, the title and the subject. Absolutely. It's, it's country music. He did jazz in 2001 mm -hmm. um, and country music. And so it starts with where country music got started, which was the Bristol Sessions in Bristol, Tennessee, yep. Yep. many, many, many years ago, and carries all the way through the night uh, up to the year 2000 of the history. It's a fascinating history. It's a national history about a music genre that literally was the everyday working person's music mm -hmm. and how it changed the world and how it changed the United States. What's great, 70% of the film covers Tennessee. Over wow. 50 sites are mentioned in the film in 13 counties throughout the state. And so what a gift for Tennessee because we know people are going to want to hear about those stories and then want to come see us and we'll be ready when they do. <laughs> I'm filled with pride right now. Like, just, oh, yeah. just hearing him talk, I just, I'm filled with pride. No, I cannot. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait. Um, well, now that you have... You know, you've, you have learned a lot about probably this, just this industry in particular, and having, you know, been in the different places you have been and, and now being here, what would you say to the people of Tennessee about where we're headed? Oh, wow. Tennessee tourism is thriving. We just did our economic report. And for me, as a, as a businessman who is a seventh-generation Tennessean, I had no idea the value of t tourism for me as a resident. The fact that it saves, on average, $712 per family in property taxes. The fact that wow. last year, our industry brought in 50 million brand new dollars. This is, we went to the revenue department, the guys who count the money as the <laughs> trucks come in and said, just wanna make sure you're counting 50 million new dollars coming in through our industry hospitality and leisure, restaurants, hotels, amusement. And they said, that's right. Half of that money goes to education. Amazing. So 25 million new wow. dollars. Or in total for our industry, $500 million is brought in from the tourism industry for education. 
Okay. It's, it's remarkable. It's almost like you can't believe the number is so good. And the reality is when I've gotten into the data, and I'm a data guy, <laughs> it's very real how many fire, fire, firefighters, how many teachers, how many police officer jobs, how much money we're bringing in for education. And it's almost like we could say you're welcome uh, as an industry. Right. Uh, and, and, and I'm so honored to get to be a part of that. That's amazing. Well, okay, I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. Yes. Um, for the rural communities. Oh, yes. Because we've, we've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people, and we work directly with a lot of, um, a lot of communities that are – they used to have an industry, but it's gone. Yes. And now, like, what do they do? And they're focusing on, say, outdoor, uh, you know, activity-based um, kind of things. So talk talk a little bit about how this can positively affect those rural areas and what you see kind of coming down the road for yeah, those guys. Yeah, and I wish I had the governor with me because I can tell you, having campaigned with him the first, the, the three years of his campaign, I knew that the governor was interested in helping those 16 distressed counties and those 29 at risk. He ran on that, not as a campaign promise, but as a missional effort. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to join him, because we knew that it's those counties, they only make up 12, uh, 4% of all the travel expenditure dollars. 44 counties make up only 4%. What we know is, of those 15 distressed counties, 13 listed as one of their top three goals, economic development-wise, yeah. was tourism. Because they're realizing you know what, we might not be able to get a big factory to come into our operation right now, but we got a lake, or we've got a stream, or we got an asset, come teach us, come help us. And so the governor, on his second day in office, created Executive Order 1, which said, how are you gonna help those uh, distressed and at-risk counties? Yeah. We, because we knew that the governor had had an emphasis, we were ready with, the proposal is we created the Office of Rural Tourism that is going to be solely dedicated okay. to those 16 distress and funding was provided. We have some people resources that we're adding to work on those 16 and 29 distress. And it's going to take time. It takes time to help those people learn how to identify their assets. And then once we've identified those, how do we help them rally around in marketing and promotion and creation of getting people to come to their town and to see their assets and to spend money with them? Because right. really the economic development piece is once someone can stay there or eat there or even buy gas there. So <laughs> we're going to work a lot. We've got a brand new assistant commissioner, Melanie Beecham. She's going to be leading our effort. Melanie's had extensive uh, experience in our department, in the department working in rural development, and uh, we're going to do a lot of great things. We just had a summit with the the uh, 16 mayors. The governor brought all 23 of us as commissioners. Wow! We spent two days together with the 16. We're serious. It's time to put a stake in the ground and say a lot of great things have been tried, and some great things have been accomplished. But we believe we can do more, and we're going to try to do that. I absolutely. I love it because I think so much so much power behind that lies in sometimes identifying things that people take for granted. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course we have a lake. Of course we have a river. Of course we have and you may value that a certain way, but helping to say like, "No, no, this is amazing and other people will also love this." Absolutely. Cuz you know, if Bill and Jim are really excited that they're the only ones fishing on that lake. You know, that's not going to help us where we're headed. Because what we want to do is let's get a lot of folks coming. Let's Let another get a boat ramp to get a boat 
ramp in, then let's get enough folks to where a restaurant goes, you know, there's enough people at that lake, we ought to start offering lunch. Yeah, yeah. And then when enough restaurants want to be there, then there's a hotel or a bed and breakfast that says, you know what, we ought to let those people stay next door to there. And that's what drives economic development for those rural communities. And there's some good, hardworking people. And our governor, he's probably the most working man governor in the last 50 years that we hired. He's He's a rancher and a HVAC guy, a heating and air conditioning <laughs> background. So he really cares about the working people. And there's a lot of hardworking folks in those rural communities. We'd like to come alongside them and help them. I love it. It's great. Well, we've covered a lot of ground. And so I do want to tie up and make it a little more personal because you speak with a ton of passion about this. Well, I, I've, I've been so grateful. You know, I, my, as I was leaving my last career, so how do I want to – you know, honor God by serving others. Okay. And I'm so privileged to have this opportunity. We got a talented team and an amazing industry that's already doing so many things well. So how do we how do I come alongside that and help? It's been really fun. And I am truly excited about what we can do for Tennessee. That's amazing. And one one more question. What kind of advice and or what would you tell somebody that wants to care so deeply about something and wants to make a difference? in their community, in their home, in their, in their neighborhood? What would you tell somebody, like, you know, how so can really I help good out question. here? Well, I, I, you know, <laughs> I know our family, and I was blessed to have a grandfather and father and lots of family members who taught us about, you know, with all the blessings we've been given, comes that responsibility to give back. And so I would encourage people to think about how blessed are you? Most of us have our health. We live in a country that's amazing and, and, and places with friends and others. And so there are a lot of folks that are in need. And so getting to use our God-given talents to be able to serve each other really is a privilege. And that helps me get excited because if God's given me the gifts to be able to help people, we would want to do that because I've been helped. Uh, and most of us have all been helped by somebody in sure. some way. So I hope we can come alongside and help some other people and then they'll continue to help others. I love it. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, This has been Best Behavior Creative Club. Boom. Wow. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Best Behavior Creative Club is a design sensory production and a DS original series hosted by me, Chris McAdoo. It's produced by Brad Carpenter and executive produced by Joseph Nutter with sound engineering by Hunter Foster and original score by Matt Honkinen of Pitchwire. If you like what you hear, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, tune in wherever you get your podcast. And if we made your commute or romantic walk on the beach a little more bearable or a little more romantic, please leave us a review or drop us a line at bestbehavior at designsensory.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Now. Go make something great.